All right, here we go. WM Phoenix Open Week is upon us. Is the liver ready, Sleece? The hands are just sweet. <laughs> I hear the words WM. My palms just start sweating, dude. It is here. It is live. We already got it kicked off. Post Malone Saturday, dude. All time. Incredible week to start, or incredible way to start the week, dude. That was a guy I've been wanting to see for a long time. Hadn't had the opportunity. Uh, confident dude. It was not warm that evening and he came out in like leopard print underpants no shirt he doesn't like shirts and went two hours strong at one point he stopped the show he's like just so you know my nipples could cut glass right now like in the middle of the shit and then just went back into it i was like yeah dude i'm in a hoodie and a jacket and i'm cold but i saw a bunch of videos balls. looked incredible so i'm hanging out with some of the thunderbirds playing beer pong before yeah. everybody raved about it I, I love at one point during the show one of the videos i saw he just looked around he's like this is pretty fucking cool yeah like fairly he knew nothing about like he stopped he talked like a handful of times throughout the show one time he stopped he's like you know this is cool all this is like i hope y'all have a good time seeing the golf golf balls being golf this week <laughs> like, he didn't know what the but yeah he was like just stopped in the i mean he performs every night and he just stopped in the middle he's like dude this is bad at like it was cool and the sta way the stage is set up everyone gets like a good look at him um that's a tough one to top for concert at coliseum that was like my probably highlight of the week and now now we dig in, bud. Really You're going to be cool. on a bag this week, too. I am. I got a busy week. You're working. Caddying for Taylor Montgomery. Um, I haven't told him this yet. Here we go. This is great. This will be a good way for him to no, find no, no. out. I, I'm very excited, but Max Homa had to have a fill-in last week, and he might, might possibly need one this week as well. So Where's I was, Joey boy? I just, I just flew home back. Got to deal with some stuff, but I, I was like, I mean, Max, I'm happy to help you out. I will Taylor look be like, look, will, this guy's way better I than you. I will fade Taylor's <laughs> ass so I'm fast. I'm like, sorry, I will dump his I'm ass. Like, Taylor, I, what I have here is the world golf ranking. <laughs> yeah. Here's you. Yeah. And you go way down to the bottom, right there, where yeah. it just starts. And that's the top 10. There's Max. Max so, is like, I might need you. I was like, well, just let me know, because I will freaking quit Taylor so fast. I'll dump Taylor yeah. on a whole three if you're about to tee off, if you give me the go. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it, man. The weather forecast doesn't look that great. I, I'm going to have to carry an umbrella, which is just, that's devastating. The bag gets double, yeah. twice as heavy with well, rain gear. I'm going no rain gear, nothing. I don't care. I'll just get wet. Whatever he needs, got. But I'm excited, man. It's going to be fun. First time ever catting in a PGA Tour event. So looking forward to it, man. He's been playing some good golf. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a long, it, I think it's good for me to be doing that instead of just boozing all day, every day. Since It will see, be better for your health unequivocally. Yes. You will also miss some fun times yeah but cbs but, has a super bowl this year so we're not covering it for tv so i got the week off and it's gonna be a lot of fun Taylor, but we gotta talk about it. last week first we have to how about the kid our guy i mean he was our episode this this past week and he goes out and gets the win shoots course record 60 at pebble beach on saturday it's pretty cool to think this place was built in 1919 all the greats have played there and now to have wyndham clark as the lowest round ever was amazing it sucks that the tournament got shortened to 54 holes but at the end of the day you know, he, he played the best for as many holes as they're allowed. I will tell you this. I was there. Okay. I'm lucky enough to stay at the lodge this past week. I was right on 18 fairway. Beautiful look at the ocean. Mm -hmm. Sunday, this wind for 14 straight hours blew consistently 40 miles an hour with gust of 60. I thought my windows were going to break in my room. It was the most unbelievable weather I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, this is insane. This is borderline not safe to be in this room right now. It gets biblical. Biblical up there. I think it was like people, players were posting the videos like, Jesus Christ, this thing, there's no way they're playing Monday. This thing's going to be done. Wyndham's going to win this thing. I think it was Ben Griffin recommended is like, I know we're not playing today, but we should just get everyone in the field to go out to seven, 
and video it and hit one shot because it like could be a driver at this point it would just be sweet to see i was like actually yeah that would be well, a brilliant idea but dude i mean i saw some earlier in the week before it kind of got nice for a little bit and Tony Finau, did you see the Tony Finau video of him hitting driver on mm -hmm. seven just over the green? That was sweet. I mean, dude, the place just speed. gets, yeah, 164, just hit it to the moon. Um, it was nasty. I talked to Dub this morning, and he, I was like, did you know, like, did you kind of try to get weird on Saturday knowing that, like, dude, it doesn't look like we might finish this thing? And he's like, we kind of had an inclination, but we didn't know whether or not Monday would kind of pan out and they could play then. Um, but it wasn't like, hey, I'm just going to fire everything and go for broke. He's like, dude, I just kind of played normal and all of a sudden started making every single thing I looked at. Well, it was obviously the Wyndham Clark show. I was walking with Justin Thomas in the next to last group when Dub's just making birdie after birdie or 30 footers for bogey from off the green. That was whatever nasty. it is. But we get to 18 and Nance and Trevor are talking about this putt for 59. I hit our producer in the talk. I'm like, uh, this is also probably to win the damn golf tournament because this thing's over. He talked about that too. He's like, dude, I knew like, he's like, I want 59. It'd be the sickest thing I ever shoot 59 at Pebble Beach. He's like, also, I didn't want to like be like, don't leave it short. He's like, I want to have my normal speed. Cause like he knew he's like two putts probably wins this golf mm -hmm. tournament. And like he said too, he's like, after the term, he's like so much media, so much, you know, you're going up, you're talking to Jim, you're talking to Amanda, you're doing all this stuff. I mean, he was everywhere. He's like, I probably did two plus hours of media. He's like, it felt like, I just won a golf tournament. I was like, dude, this thing, like, mentally, he's like, I might have to get ready to go another day. It's probably not going to be Sunday, but, like, it could very well be Monday. He's like, Ludwig's playing some pretty damn good golf. It was, he said it was, like, a really weird feeling in that just how much hype and media he did after a third round that they didn't know at the time was the final It would have been incredible is if there was a tie. If him and Ludwig would have been tied. And what would, then, I mean, you just, What do you, you do? Find the driest hole. Seven. And just go play it. I mean, that's what seven. they would have had to done. It would have been sick. But I will say he did have – he enjoyed his evening Sunday night – Met him over at the tap room. Um, Nance was there. Our producer sellers, a bunch of people. And the place was pretty packed. And I was like, hey, guys, Wyndham's coming by here shortly. Caddy John Ellis got there first. Wyndham walked in. He was, my table was right by the door. I started clapping. The whole place went nuts. Standing ovation for him. He took a 1,000 pictures. I was like, sorry about this part. But um, and he had a few. Had a nice ice cream sundae in the tap room. But it was uh, it was cool, man. Like, he wins the right ones. Every win's been 3.6 million. Dude. My son, he's an opportunistic kid. He don't mess around with the small purses or the small events. When he locks in and goes, it's for a lot of money. He's done a damn good job. And this is what's so weird. Like his putting's getting all the all the attention. The day before he left, I was out there. We were out, he was out there practicing. We were playing. He was going out to play. Six putters in his bag going out to play golf. Later that night, he didn't find it that night, he calls my four-ball partner, Drew Kittleson, on the phone. He's like, hey, dude, he's never putted with Drew Kittleson's putter before. Mm -hmm. Calls me like, hey, uh, I'm leaving really early in the morning. Would you mind if I swing by your house at 5.30 tomorrow? Could you just leave your putter out? I want to take it up there with him. And Kitty's like, yeah, you can borrow my putter. Also, you're the US Open champ. Maybe just call Titleist and I'll tell you what I got. And they'll probably have seven of them waiting yeah. for you. Like, you don't need to borrow my putter. And he used his one he always uses. Yeah, and he used the one he just took the line off and changed the grip and went cross-handed. But yeah, the putter itself wasn't all that different. But dude, and he spent three hours with a putting guy up there going through everything we we're talking to today and he's i was like what'd you say to the putting guy he's like i have nine putters fix me <laughs> well like, i saw an interview first he dude said, ever show up on tour with nine he putters. said i worked with some guy on my putting and i think his name was mike he didn't even say like, the name you didn't this even morning. know the damn guy i was like maybe shout your boy out a little bit yeah. he just got you 3.6 well they did it and then whoever that guy was like did one of the emojis with the guy raising his hand he's like hey it's me that was me it was this me. might help my business i just helped you <laughs> yeah. a little bit yeah they said they spent three hours like the first two were literally me putting with all nine putters that I'd showed up with. And then we finally like locked into one. But 
it worked. He made the most feet of putts he's ever made in a golf tournament. And like, and it didn't count the one from off the green. It didn't count that one, exactly, which would have been even more. I mean, dude, it was a joke. He, he's If you look at all the ball striking stats, it's a short season so far. God, it hasn't played that much. But like, it's Scotty and then like Wyndham in a lot of the categories. And he's like, dude, I've played so good tee to green this year. He's like, probably better than I played last year at the U.S. Open at Quail. And I've made nothing. He's like, I had to switch. And he was like, as dark as he's ever been about his putting. And then... A little switcheroo, bam, chicken dinner, course oh. record at Pebble. Shout out to the kid. It was so fun to watch. I was thrilled for him, man. Can we just start a petition right here? Yeah. I love can petitions. We, can we move Pebble Beach to a different time of year? This is ridiculous, man. Like, it's so cold. It rains every day. It's two years in a row. We've tried to go to Monday. One of them got finished. The weather sucks that time of year. We got to move this thing. This place is too good. The field obviously was great because it was a signature event, but you get the one of the best golf courses in the world, and you get to play it under slop conditions. Like, let's move it. I don't. People won't mind going from Florida to go play Pebble Beach the next week. Like, it's Pebble Beach. They'll go. We got to move this thing. Just flip maybe something on the West Coast too, not there, and just be like, hey, you want to take Pebble spot? Because just give them a few more weeks maybe to figure this thing out. February doesn't seem to be early. Feb doesn't seem to be a great it's, time for Pebble, and it's, it's such brutal. a cool, especially this year when they move it up to signature. It's like you want to get those done. Like, it ain't, you know what I mean? It ain't a great look when your signature events don't finish. I do got a great story for you from Feed last me. week. Um, Thursday night, Thursday night, in the tap room, having a wonderful evening as always, joined by John McGinnis. I Never mean, a bad night with Johnny. Okay. Sitting over there, one of the best AMs in the field, just one of my favorite people I've ever come across, Dermot Desmond from Ireland, okay? Man's been around the golf world forever, great supporter of golf plays in this thing every single year he is the pebble beach staff favorite i mean he's the most generous guy on the planet sitting over there he brings his own wine into the tap room and it's it's the good juice Smart. i'm not a big wine guy but it's good juice waiter comes over he's like this is from mr mr desmond he brought me sent me a glass go over say thank you i'm not a big wine guy but still nice of him go over say thank you we're talking he's playing with rory and ludwig he's ludwig's partner good so partner he's like colt how much time have you spent around ludwig i was like i've walked with him several times Joe's a very good friend. I was like, kids got it. He goes, I've been around everyone in the game. Played with them all. He goes, he's in my top three with Tiger and Rory. He's that good. He goes, if I gave you a bet over under on the amount of majors he wins over the next 10 years, so 40 majors, I was like, I feel like the number would probably be three and a half. And that's still hard. He goes, eight. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Whoa, whoa. He goes, I'll take it at eight right now, 100 grand. And I go, well, can we, can we can we lower it a little okay, bit? Can time, we lower the stakes time. a little bit? I like I like where yeah. you're going here. Yeah, and ten years is a long time. Yeah. He but goes, he goes, I'm telling you, eight is the number. He goes, I go, how about ten grand? He goes, hundred or no bad. I'm like, God damn it, Dermot. It's like that's a little high. Just go over to Ludwig and be like, Hey, dude, I got a bet. If you so, win eight, you're not gonna need the hundo. You know what I mean? I text, so I didn't take it. And he goes, Dermot goes, Dermot's a little older. He goes, well, Here's the deal. Good news for you. Whether win or lose, I probably won't be around to collect it or pay you. So <laughs> no big deal. Valid. <laughs> but he goes, I need a claim on your estate. Yeah, I did text Joe and told him the deal. And I was like, you want half of it. This is a great deal for you. Either you win 50 grand or your dude wins eight majors and you're going to be rich as shit. As, as Joe, don't, <laughs> Joe ain't going to need it either if he does that. Eight in the next 10 years, one out of every five. Mm, that's uh, so Sean ballsy, Flaherty's, but he's Sean, fucking unbelievable. Sean Flaherty, who is Rory's manager, was sitting right there and he goes, Dermot, you realize 
one of those guys you listed in your top three had one in, one in 10 years. <laughs> and you, you think this kid's going to win at eight? Yeah, he would have, you probably could have got that same bet with Rory. But, but, dude, I mean, what he's saying ain't a joke. Like, when when Joe switched from Tom Kim to Ludwig, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't know that for the next decade there's a more valuable bag in golf or a better bag in golf to have for, I would have, for that period of time. I would have absolutely loved to seen him and Wyndham battle it out on Sunday at Pebble Beach. Exact same thing I said. I was like, dude, in the way Ludwig, like, he shot 67, gets no attention because of Wyndham 60, but I was like, it was the easiest, like, whatever you want to call it, bad 67 you've ever seen. Like, dude, he's, we've been talking about him for a long time. He ain't a secret, but it's special. And they're like, yeah, I know he hadn't played a major yet, but like, when you hit it like that, there's not a lot to figure out. Like, golf golf gets pretty easy when you drive it the way Ludwig drives it. He did change his pronunciation of his name again. Did you see that? Oberg. Now we're Oberg. We went from ludwig a berg uh, a berg to a bear to oberg to now ludwig oberg like just to be we've fair, had time to clean this up dude just tell us your name and we'll, we'll go to be with fair it. he is just he's so nice he's like look i went to texas tech everybody just said ludwig a berg like just like uh, spelled it. he's like i don't really care that's fine he so goes, whatever it goes like, what by is now it? So he's like all right this is it last time ludwig oberg we're gonna say the g i'm like all right fine oberg. we're done uh, the Ryder cup there was a whole damn press conference about pronounce it Ober. it's pronounced Ober. we got strict instructions on that now it's being changed again just pick one we're start calling him ludwig no his name is his, i have i know he likes this joe's told me he likes it i call him luda short ludicrous easy ludwig. it's easy can't he mess that it. up I'm like perfect Move, can't mess bitch. that up yeah exactly <laughs> word of mouth dude all right well before we get going on our interview we got an awesome one this week i want to give a special thank you to the thunderbirds um, I helped them organize a plane for a bunch of the players, caddies, to get here to Phoenix from Pebble Beach. Um, they don't have to do those kind of things. It was so nice. Josh Isner, shout out to you. You organized it at a, at a JSX plane they got, 30 people on it. We're walking onto the plane. They gave each player a choice of some tequila or Johnny Walker. So shout out to them. That's uh, first-class stuff, and that's what's one of the most popular tournaments on the PGA Tour. Oh, and just so we don't get hated on, Joaquin Neiman, congrats on your live win. You shot 59. Cool stuff. It was <laughs> with a two-stroke penalty. Won that thing too. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they got the they got the big stage that they won. And wanted. John Rahm's team won Legion Thirteen. First of many, I have to assume. There we we talked about for it. Legion Thirteen. <laughs> yeah, we I got no hate it. for them. Uh, actually, the ending looked with the scoreboard lighting up the green kind of looked cool. It's like the ending of a member guest. Like we got to get this in. Aim the carts at the green. Sick. But for more money. Congratulations. All right, let's get to let's let's pay some bills for for ourselves here. Yeah, I want to tell you about something that's important, Colt. Nice rides. I'm talking about Genesis, okay? No matter where your next adventure takes you, the Genesis GV80 is up for it. Featuring a stunning design, a wide range of intuitive technology, and impeccable performance, the GV80 will ensure every drive will be an unforgettable one. The GV80 handles all types of terrain with standard all-wheel drive and available electronic limited slip differential. The GV80's navigation system with 14.5 HD screens seamlessly integrates smartphone connectivity and cloud technology for a faster, more accurate routing. The GV80's spacious cabin features customizable ambient lighting. Genesis, proud sponsor of the Genesis Invitational. Make the game your own. The Genesis GV80. Learn more at Genesis.com. Classy ride, bud. They Classy are ride. Awesome. I'll tell you this. At the Genesis Invitational, they are nice enough. They even give... The announcers, courtesy cars. So I've driven one of these last couple of years. Beautiful. God bless them. I was in one just recently, actually, and I was like, this is nice. Like, real nice. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to our guest this week. This is a fun one. The princess has returned. 
Our man Carlos Ortiz, who now plays over at Live Golf, sat down with him for almost an hour and, and got into it. It was awesome. He gave us a lot of great information on Live. I think you are going to enjoy this one. Here's Carlos Ortiz on Subpar. Okay, it has been way too long since we had this man back on the show. He is a PGA Tour winner. He's an Olympian for his home country of Mexico. He's gearing up for his third year on Live Golf. His name is Carlos Ortiz, but he also goes by La Princesa. Carlos, good to be with you, buddy. <laughs> Happy to be with you guys. The Princess, so good to see you, my friend. God, I've missed you. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely haven't missed you screaming at me on the on the driving range, Princess, in front of everybody. I haven't definitely not missed that. Hey, it's a great nickname. It could be way worse, and people like it. Your mom loves it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, people that really that really know me, they they like it because it's true. But I don't like it when other people hear that nickname. I was just down at the Latin American Amateur, Carlos, and a lot of people were obviously talking about you. Your brother won that championship, and I was like, yeah, I nicknamed him Princess many years ago, and everybody goes, oh my god, that's perfect. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The people that really know me, they love that nickname. And it's perfect because you don't fight it either. You've embraced it, which I think is the right move. But you also correct me if I'm wrong. Don't you have? Four princesses at home. You got a busy house. Four little girls, man. Yeah, four girls. Oof. That's why I'm. That's why I'm here, bunkering in a room here in in, in house where nobody can find me. Smart your man. Your friend Jordan. Your friend Jordan Spieth wants to know if um, you're going to keep trying to have a boy. Oh no, cold. I, I, I haven't. I don't What's think the odds are in my favor. I've, I've tried. I've tried four times. And I have four girls. So. Um, I don't know what to tell you. If you guarantee me a boy, I'll try one more time, but I, I just don't think the odds are in my favor. Did, <laughs> did you read any of the books or anything? Because there's certain like techniques and things you can do. I researched this too. Oh I got two God. little girls, Carlito, and I did all the tricks, all the things, and uh, made my second girl. So I just feel like real dudes make chicks, and that's what you and I did, but I also think the books and all that stuff is bullshit. It is bullshit. I've tried everything. I mean, I've Tell us about you it. You name it. I've tried it. <laughs> I've soaked my balls in Chinese tea. No, nothing, nothing really works. It doesn't, it does not, nothing works. I've tried the moon cycle, the stars, astrology, nothing, nothing works. It's just, uh, I'm, I think I'm destined to be a girl dad. Hold on, hold on, hold right. on. Go back. You, you, did you legitimately stick your balls in Chinese tea? I've, I read some books, dude, and that, that method, I would probably would have tried it, but I did not come across that. Is that real? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't soaked my balls in Chinese tea, but it, I've pretty much done everything and it doesn't <laughs> diet and all that stuff. It, I, don't, I don't think it works. I think it's just odds and the people that actually get it right, they think they, that they're met to the work, you know, but I think it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know. Hey, look, you're I a girl. Figure it out. No, yeah, nothing wrong with yep. it. Yeah, dude. You're, you're just absolutely yeah. owned at your house, five on one. Yeah, I mean... I, I have Seriously. nothing to say in that regard. Do you do you have any say over anything that goes on in your house? No. Nice. <laughs> nice. Five princesses. No, I, mean, I, I can I can see it here and, and be all macho and tell you, yeah, I, you know, I ruled this house and you know anybody that knows, yeah, yeah, no, I have no. I mean, I, once I leave the house, I rule my own life. But once I come back here, I have a boss, and then they tell me what to do, and and I need to be in line, same as everybody in this house. Yeah, I love it. I That's love the it. way it goes. Well, you're, you, as Lee said, you're getting ready to start your third season at Live. You started off with the Fireballs. 
You're over at Tor. Is it Torque or Torque? Torque. Mm. That's what I thought. Okay. People tried to correct me the other day on our Sirius XM show. I told them it was Torque. I know my stuff. But first off, Torque, I yeah. Know. I mean, well, I hope so. It's your team. You should know what it's called. Yeah, but it, it, the pronunciation between English and Spanish is a lot different, but it, we call it tor- Torque. But it, okay. in, in English, I think it's Torque. I think, I think you're saying it right. Uh, of course I am. I'm a professional. I always say it right. <laughs> but uh, how's your time been at Live? I know it was obviously like, it's a tough decision to leave the PGA Tour where you dreamed of playing your whole life, and now you're over at Live. And I talked to you at the U.S. Open at, out at LACC, and you seemed very happy with everything. You know, obviously, I would be lying if I say I don't miss part of the, you know, the tournament on the P Tour, like, like Tory Pines this week. I love playing that golf course and Riviera and some of these Quail Hollow, Bay Hill, some of these places I really miss. But overall, I mean, I, this has been great to me, and I, I love, I love the way uh, the tournaments are. I love the team, the team aspect. I know a lot of people uh, talk shit about it, and they say it's not really, but it's. Honestly, it's like, for me, I'll give you what I, it is for me. It's like, I mean, call, back in college again, but instead of, you know, uh, playing for nothing, you're playing for, you know, big tournament against the same field of great play. Because I think, obviously, the fields, they are not as easy as people say. I think the, the top 20, top 25 guys are really good players. Um, it's really competitive. I love that, you know, you have that extra pressure of, you know, performing for a team. I, I know that... Uh, it might not seem like there is pressure, but I, I mean, uh, for me, there's when you're playing just for somebody else, you know how golf is just always just about you. But when you're playing for somebody else or the results of your score matter for other people, it's definitely an extra pressure. And and that's definitely made me work harder than ever. And and honestly, I, I really enjoy the part of being able to watch the leaderboard and how you're doing, especially when it comes to Sunday and you're down on the lead with the team. It's actually pretty cool watching the leaderboard as you come down and, and making sure that, you know, you're you're trying to keep up with the other teams or, or, you know, if you have your teammates around you kind of like cheering them up or hole by hole, you're trying to see how they're doing. So that part I really enjoy. <clears throat> and honestly, traveling around the world, something I really didn't do on the PE tour, it's been unbelievable. Like seeing these new places, like playing in Spain and London and Australia and Singapore is something that I really enjoyed. Um, obviously, it has the downside that you have to travel a lot, but it, it's also it's been really cool to be to be to see other places, to see all these other places around the world that that really enjoy golf. Yeah, and Carlos, like when I believe you joined in the second event uh, when Live first started off, so you didn't really know what the there hadn't been a lot of tournaments, you didn't really know what to expect. But now that you're two seasons into Live now, how has the experience so far lived up to your expectations when you went there initially? Honestly, it's it's actually improved a lot because. Um, there definitely was some things that were not, you know, like, especially when you come from the P tour that everything is pretty much taken care of. There were a lot of things that they seem out of place or, you know, like you don't understand why they were doing certain things, but as, as they've been, as they've, you know, grown or the tour has got, you know, like as we play more tournaments, everything has improved and the way they do things is actually pretty cool. It's, it's honestly also much easier to change when you're a smaller, a smaller company, like, you know, like leave that, that just started. So they've improved a lot. They've made a lot of big changes without a lot of hiccups and their product. I think right now it's, it's getting really competitive and really good. I, I really enjoy the way they run the tournaments and, and the way everything is set up. I mean, I don't know if you guys been to one, but it, it honestly, it's, you know, it, it, it is pretty cool. And I think for the spectators, it's, it's just, I think it's easy and fun how, you know, you go show up and they, 
tee off at one and they finish at five. Pace of play is unbelievable. And they normally have concerts after it. So it's actually, it's a, it's a really cool environment uh, going to a live tournament. I mean, I just don't see how, how it's not a good product, you know, because it just, it's just run really clean and everything is just, when you have 48 guys, it's just easy to put everything in place and, and make it run perfectly. You know, you get bad weather, you move the tee times up however they want to. And it's quick. It's a shotgun start. So we don't really need to deal with bad weather and delays and all that stuff. So there's a lot of good things about about playing in, in small fields. Yeah, 48 guys. Obviously, you can fly around um, the shotgun start. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the shotgun start just because I believe a golf course is designed a certain way. And, you know, they have the finishing holes the way they are for a reason. And I yeah. learned from somebody, though, <laughs> recently that no one has won on a, on a whole Sunday other than 18, which surprised me, actually. I didn't, I didn't know that stat, but it, it is what you're saying. It is. I mean, I I like the shotgun start because everybody's playing in the same conditions. That's something I I I always hated about you know when you get the bad wave or something so that you don't you have that excuse. But it is true. Starting, I think the golf course is is set up to start in a hole and then you go into the whole golf course like that, and it does suck. Sometimes you start in these holes that are like, oh my god, I don't want to start in that. You know, and you see that leaderboard, and because you're playing a certain part of the golf course, it's completely out of whack but uh, i mean that that is a downside but i think overall i i love the 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 shotgun just because of all also how fast the pace plays and and that we all play at the same time you know like you know there's no really early wake up calls or especially remember tori uh, called i mean waking up at four in the morning to have a 650 tea time there and hitting the ball 240 in a long golf course, it sucked. That's you know, what it like, was hot. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that place, it was sunny. brutal. So we, we tee off at 1, 1 p.m. every every time or one fifteen, And it's, I mean, that part is, it's really, it's easy to plan your day, easy to plan your week when you know your tea, your, your tea times for the whole week and your, for, pretty much for the whole year. So it's easy to, to prepare and it, yeah. yes. No, I should, before no? Sleeve jump in, because I, I'm very curious about the, because the atmosphere out there, everybody you know says they don't take it serious. It's not as stressful as the PJ Tour. But with a one o'clock start, are the nighttime activities any different out there on the Live Tour compared to the PJ Tour when you got to get up at four thirty to five in the morning, like you said? Honestly, honestly, not not. I mean, I, I cannot speak for everybody, but honestly, I, I I think people are taking it really seriously and more as as it's gone on. I think the first six tournaments, the first, when I played. I think there was more shit going on and then maybe people going out. I didn't do it. I've never really been a guy to go out uh, during tournament weeks. But right now, I think it's way more serious. And I honestly finish because there is less people and, you know, it's just there's a lot more things to do. Like, that's one thing I'm going to tell you. There's a lot more responsibilities in a week on a lift tournament than a P-Tour tournament. You have a lot more responsibilities. So, honestly, when you finish, and you have things to do or you have to go sign these things or say hi to somebody and you're I'm, I'm completely done after after a run i'll go recovery and then i'll start my day again um i mean in the morning but honestly I, I, there's not much going on at night god one o'clock one o'clock shotgun start sounds like a goddamn dream tour <laughs> dream tour to yeah, me I mean, carlos that, that's what i tried i mean that's what i try to explain to people you see mine you're like for me i'm playing with my best friends uh, all around the world, getting paid to do it. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. I mean, I, I honestly, I'm living my dream, I mean, like scenario to play golf. Uh, I love that. Obviously, I would add if we can get somehow uh, spots in the majors or world ranking points, then that would be the utopia of golf. 
Um, but I don't know. I guess we, we at this moment, we cannot have everything. Yeah, and things are changing, and Carlos, that's why I'm so glad like we get a chance to talk to you and talk to somebody who's who's on live and who can give it from a live perspective because we haven't have a chance to do that yet. But, you know, one of the popular narratives around live is, oh, all these guys got paid. They don't care anymore. They don't have the grind anymore and things like that. What's your take when you hear people say that? I would say that is definitely some extra pressure here because there's only 48 guys. If you fall off somehow of live, then you don't really have the P tour to go back to or really nothing else. You know, you have to go play the Asian tour. That it's a great tour, but it's definitely a lot of travel, you know, like, uh, I mean, in all overseas. So, I mean, you can ask guys like Hudson Swaff or some guys that now they don't have their spot because certain things or, I don't know, Bern Biesberg, I think he's going to back to the European tour. Uh, but there, I think there is definitely some pressure there. And, I mean, it seems that people from the outside are going to say that, you know, that, that we don't feel any kind of pressure, but... Honestly, I can tell you, I the pressure hasn't changed, you know, and I think, you know, this call, it doesn't change. Like, it's not when people used to say, oh, once you win on the tour and once you do this, you, you have secured your status. For me, it's never really changed. It's always been about trying to get better. And obviously, if you're not doing well, you have the pressure of doing better. And, and I mean, I don't know. I think it's depending how people go about things. You know, for, for me, it's always been... I have a compromise with myself and with my team to get better every day. And I'm, I'm, that's what I'm trying to achieve, you know, just to work harder and, and try to trying to improve as, as the year goes on and as, as my years, you know, as I, as I evolve in my career. So the pressure has been the same for me. And, and honestly, it is true what I've been telling you guys. Down the stretch when you have, when you're posting a score and, you know, your team depends on you on winning or not winning, I definitely feel there is an extra pressure. I feel like there's definitely some extra commitment that you feel like okay i, I you know like I, I know that it's it's on me on me if the team win or loses that is definitely an extra pressure and and i mean i don't know how people can say that that doesn't really you know that we don't really care or that there's not really pressure out there just because there's guarantee money all right some big news here from subpar we have officially launched our own youtube page make sure to subscribe at golf underscore subpar on youtube check out this week's video uh like subscribe do all the stuff colt we got some cool behind the scenes stuff coming and uh give you a little outside look at some of the stuff outside the studio so please like please subscribe you're the best listeners in the game we love you back to the show i want to go back to what you said you said you'd like to have world ranking points which i totally understand that and access to majors my question for you at the world ranking points because i feel like every player knew going in like y'all weren't going to get them right away and there's been a lot of complaining about it were y'all told at the start, like, hey, eventually we're going to get world ranking points. It's going to happen. Or do y'all just feel like y'all should get them because of the quality of players that are over there? They Look, it was, I think it's both. I think they definitely, I mean, it was definitely said that we were going to get them. We haven't got them. But I, I, I just feel that, there, you know, like, I think people have to recognize that there is good players here, you know. And if you want to have a world ranking that includes all the golf players, you have to have, some people included in that world ranking, you know, uh, I understand that we went out of the system and, and it, it's going to take time to get back you know, or to be part of the system. But I also think that if the world ranking wants to be accurate, they have to include all kinds of players, you know, and, and I'm not saying, you know, like we, just, we, we should have got them from the beginning or something. I know there's some certain rules and I knew from the beginning, the consequences and the set and the setbacks that we could have had. And, you know, I accept them. I just, obviously wish we could change them and, and find a way that we can be part of 
I mean, I feel like it's getting to that point, but I, like we could be part of that ecosystem where we can be ranked and, and, and compete freely, not only in majors against the, the other players. No, I, I just think there is a way and I, there's definitely enough proof that we have a legitimate tour where there's good players and, and we should get ranked because at the end of the day, the, the things about why we're not getting a world ranking too is because you need to prove certain years or certain time that you have a legitimate tour. I think it's already given that we have a legitimate tour, you know, I, I don't know. That's my opinion, but if, answering your question, I, I definitely knew the consequences and the risk of going and I mean, not getting world ranking points was one part of them. Yeah. And I think, you know, as the landscape of golf continues to change, that's something that's going to be at the forefront of it. And I'm kind of in agreement with you with the caliber of play. There's got to be some way to figure out whatever amount of points it is that needs to be delegated to live. They got some damn good players over there. But Carlos, from the jump, like there's been a it's been such a hot topic between like, you know, golf fans, essentially, like one side's live, one side's PGA Tour. And it's like there's a line drawn in the sand. When you went to live initially, did your relationship change with any of the players? Like, are the players the same way? You know where they just draw a line in sand, or was it? Have you been cool with everybody that you were friends with before? Honestly, there was definitely some. I don't even know if it definitely was there some tension with some players, and and they, they definitely did not agree, and they they thought I was being selfish, and I owe some kind of um, loyalty to the tour. And look, I I respect their opinions. I obviously did not agree, and 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 you know I think we went without either talking or to certain players, but. I think to, to this day and now, and since I've seen them, I think I think everybody's back to normal. And, and I don't think there's people holding resentments anymore. Or, or I think it was just more at the beginning because, I, I mean, definitely was more, I think, where people were told, like, hey, these guys are bad guys, and everybody just believed it. And at the end of the day, it was, I mean, we were just taking decisions, you know, thinking for what was best for us, you know. And uh, at the end of the day, I, I don't feel like I affected anybody with my decision if, if you if you are you know if you're free to take different choices wh why why are they judging me to take a, I, I didn't affect i didn't feel like i affected them I, I had a choice in front of me and i felt like i took the best choice for myself and obviously there's people that didn't feel that i should have taken that choice but i mean at the end of the day it was mine so i i, I in that point i didn't understand how did i affect them or or why i needed to do something else you know i, I was just thinking about myself i cannot think about all the other guys when when I'm taking decisions in my career on in my career on my whole life. Yeah, you you're your own boss. You get to make the decision. I think part of the problem there was some animosity was the lawsuits that were going on that are now no longer there. That was a big problem. Like, hey, you're suing the PGA Tour, which is kind of where you got your start, but that's a story for another day. But with everything going on with the PGA Tour and Live, obviously the framework agreement, the negotiations going back and forth for you. If you were you were in charge, like what's the best case scenario? How does this all end for professional golf? Honestly, I would I would just let it be, you know, like I I recognize you are a tour. We respect the market you have on, on to the P tour us as leave. We respect your market. Let's find a way where we can work together. I don't touch your market, you let me be, you take all this we literally have an embargo in everything. We cannot get any anything, you know, because the P tour literally Stop, you know, like, I'll give you an example. We cannot buy hats from Imperial. Elite cannot buy hats from Imperial. Uh, or, you know, like, there's certain things we cannot buy because the P2 has said that we, we're not allowed to, you know, like, we, they, they cannot sell things. Like, the, the things that they were arguing on the lawsuit, I think, I think finally that can come to an end and we can get maybe some shared TV rights because, I, I mean, it will help the whole golf ecosystem, you know, and if we can 
somehow, for example, the Mexico Open in 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 Vidanta, like if I can, I mean, both of those uh, sponsors uh, for that tournament are good friends of mine and sponsors of mine. So I would love to play in that tournament. I know that if, I know I took the decision, but if they give me a sponsor exemption, at least I should be able because I'm actually helping grow. The, I mean, it's part of my country that I'm trying to help the game. I don't think I'm affecting the future. I'm not going to really take spots from any of the tour guys. I'll be getting a sponsor exemption from guys that are actually paying, I don't know, $20 million to have a tournament. So I feel like those things eventually should be able to be open to like, you know, like I'm not saying we're going to go back to the tour, but if, if a guy that's paying $20 million to have a tournament wants to give me a spot, I think he should freely be able to do it. You know, I, I think in the world, in the, at the end, you know, like once we come to an agreement and we start respecting each other and we start working together, I think that'll be the perfect scenario. Still two different tours, but where we can share maybe some tournaments together and maybe if some of the tournaments on the Peter want to give sponsor exemptions to, to the to the players, they should they should be able to do that, you know? Yeah, I think that's a natural progression and I'm kinda of hopeful that that's where the first step is taken. It's like, hey, we don't welcome everyone back with open arms, but we want this guy, like you said, for for Mexico. We want Carlos. I think it'd be awesome if you could be able to play in those and just kind of start to soften everything. But when you talk about your your global schedule that you're playing, Carlos, where was the coolest place, in your opinion, that you've played so far in live or the place you had the most fun, biggest reception, all that? Honestly, Australia was unbelievable. Uh, the fans, they're, they're just, just different. I, I really haven't experienced that many different kinds of um, environments where you play like big tournaments. I play obviously the British and yeah, the fans are different there than the US. But then the fans in Australia are also different than the ones from the UK and, and the in the US, they, they just, it's a different atmosphere and experiencing that is actually really cool. Also, Valderrama in Spain was unbelievable. That, that place is special and, and the people, I don't know, it's just, it's just really cool when you go to places where people appreciate golf and they, they, they really appreciate what you're doing. You know, like they, they understand what a good shot is and what a bad shot is and they understand when you have a difficult shot. So if you hit it to the middle of the green after a difficult shot, even though it's not close, they will clap, they get excited. I don't know. It's actually really cool to play in front of educated fans. Sometimes it, it, it's it's way different. Valderrama is always a course that I've wanted to play. That place, every fairway looks like a hallway. It is so narrow. You will do so well there, Colt. All right, give me a sponsor exemption. Thanks. Appreciate that in advance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bridge the gap. I gotta ask how you how you obviously played several of the live events in the United States. Can you compare them at all to any of the PGA Tour events you've played throughout your career? If I'm being honest, um, hmm, Australia, uh, Valderrama, some of those, yes, in the U.S., I st if I'm being honest with you, I don't think we're still to that level. Like, I cannot compare none of the league tournaments right now in the U.S. to anything I've lived, like, I don't know, let's say Phoenix Open or even Torrey or Riviera or Quilhalo or even the Travelers, that, you know, that. The environment is still not there here. Um, I think it's getting closer. I think we definitely had some tournaments where, where you know, I think fans were more engaged, but it's still not the same. I mean, to replicate those atmospheres, I think it's hard because they they just have a lot of history in those tournaments. You just have these people that go every year after every year. I, I mean, that just takes time. But I think we're getting closer to that. I think pe people at live are recognizing that we shouldn't go play I don't know, in Orange County, in Orlando, to play that tournament in a golf course that it, it wasn't even that good, or Tulsa in a golf course that it wasn't even that good. I think 
we're going to go probably less tournaments in the U.S., but the ones we go, I think we're going to go to places where, where I think we can get uh, a nice atmosphere. But, you know, I, I honestly, in the U.S., I haven't had that experience that I had on the PGA Tour yet. Yeah, the international ones look like they've had big receptions. Australia specifically, you mentioned. Is the 14 events enough, Carlos, like in your opinion? It's part of it's one of the perks. It's like you got you do have to work less, you get paid uh more, but in a perfect world, would you be playing more golf each year, less golf each year? How does the 14 work? No, I mean it doesn't get better than that. I think 14 is the perfect number. I think that's what the P2 is trying to do with the designated events. I think it's the perfect amount. Obviously, I play maybe two, three more tournaments on the international series of the Asian tour. I, I like I'm gonna go to Oman, that it was an unbelievable golf course and, and great place. I'm going to Macau. Maybe play another one. Maybe the uh, I don't know. Maybe another one during the year. But I, I play those, and ideally the majors, and then you have twenty, twenty between twenty and twenty-two tournaments during the year. I don't think I don't think it better. It gets better than that with that schedule. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, obviously, if you get all the majors, and those, and by the way, Macau, I'm in on that. I heard that place is incredible. I know. I'm play. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play Oman and Macau in the next six weeks. Damn, that is rather yeah. nice. Get to go to some. Some cool yeah. places. If you could change one thing about the live tour right now, what would it be? Mm. I don't know. Honestly, we've we've like these kind of questions they've asked asked us, and I think most of the things that we we've talked about and and not complained but suggested that it should change, they've changed them, and uh, and that's that's what I'm saying. That's one thing. What's one of the perks of of a startup where you don't have some of the things like the PE tour, but you can move and, and evolve and change uh, as, as you wish. You know, it's just, the, 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 there's not, you know, there's not that many things that, that have to happen to, to change to happen, you know, whereas on the PE tour, you have a board and then the pack and all these things. And for a decision to take place, you have to go through, I don't know how many different people and, and, and how many boards and for them to tell you that it's a maybe and they have to run it again. And, you know, like I know that people are frustrated with that here, I think they've changed week and they adapted and, and I think we keep adapting. But I honestly there's not thing that comes to mind that I would change right now. I mean other other than things that are outside of lift control, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, definitely way more nimble when you're dealing with forty eight guys out there. I do want to ask you this, Carlito, because you recently went from the fireballs to Torque. As we mentioned, and from what I've seen, it wasn't necessarily a trade, although you're kind of flipping with David Pooch. Uh, uh, it was like a free agent signing. Can you explain how these, you know, these trades or these new signings work? How do you, how is it determined where you want to go? Do you kind of put the word out or just give us some of this? Because we, you know, clearly in golf, we haven't seen it before. Obviously, honestly, I don't know how we went, for example, like Harold and Peter Uline and those guys, because they all, everybody kind of keeps it under the water. For me, it was... Honestly, with Joaquin, Sebastian, and me too. More with Joaquin and, and Sebastian, I traveled the last three, four years on the P tour with them everywhere. We rented houses, we shared pretty much everything. So we kind of were kind of like a team, you know, like we, we were doing everything together, holidays and everything. And then Mito came up the last year on the P tour and he started staying with us in the houses, traveling together. So I don't know, I feel like he was just like almost like the dream team. Obviously, when we went to leave, we went at different times, and it was hard to fall in the same the same team. Uh, so, I don't know, we kind of always had that in mind, and we kind of tried to make it happen. Joaquin, in his way, as a captain, trying to find a way for me to come to his team, and I was trying to... I had a, I mean, two-year, the half a year, and then the full-year contract with Fireballs, and after that, I kind of was like a... Not a... 
yeah, kind of a free agent. I still had to, I don't know, there are so many rules and things that I still don't fully understand, but uh, I had to, honestly, there's a lot of different rules and things that I, but I, so if Joaquin wanted me and David didn't finish in the top 24 and I got a release from leave, I could go and everything, and so everything somehow happened that that could happen, you know, but it, it was definitely a lot of moving pieces that they were not on my side, you know, I, I, I had the decision that I could go, but there's so many other things that, that that had to happen for me to go, and they happened. So I'm just, I'm just happy. I mean, obviously playing for Sergio and with Abe and 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 Chakara was awesome. But you know, these guys are my boys, and 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 playing with these guys are awesome. And they also have they also have a great team. They're they're great players, and and I just feel like it was a good move for me. Yeah, you mentioned your team. Obviously, Joaquin Neiman's the captain, Sebastian Munoz and Mito Pereira. I mean. Four really, really good players. Like in the NFL, they do like power rankings. They rank the teams. Where do you think Torque ranks in the power rankings of Live Golf? I think for sure top three, if not first. I mean, I, I, I just, I think we're solid all around. And, 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 you know, I mean, I think other teams are becoming, you know, I think also now, as you, you've asked, Colt, I think if you, you ask if people were taking it seriously or not, I think you're seeing that actually people are trying to take it seriously where the team aspect and there's no more brothers on the team. There's no more, you know, freebies, you know, I think people are taking it seriously and they're trying, no, 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 being for real, you know, like, <laughs> no, I know what you meant about the brothers comment. I got, I get it. Yeah. No, no, no. And I, and I think he knows and I, and everybody knows. And then, you know, there's no hiding. I mean, about it. The only reason he was there is because he was his, it was his brother, you know, and, and, and look, Chase worked hard and, and he's a good player, but, at the end of the day, he didn't post the numbers, you know. So now it's, he could maybe try to save him or try to get him back on the team, but now he's, he's not doing that, you know. He he chose to find other players that, that, that can complete the team. And I and I think you're going to see this in the next three, four years. I think people are going to start watching up, and then you're gonna, they're going to try to recruit better players, and either younger or, or from other tours, because I, I think people are trying to take it more seriously now. You know, like, I don't feel like John Ram is going to come here and he, he's not going to care that his team doesn't – you know, you might think, oh, he already got the money, he doesn't care. But, you know, John Ram, he's not going to want to lose in anything. He's going to try to get the best team possible. It might take him two, three years, but he's going to get a good team. I, I guarantee you that. And I think it's the same for Brooks and Dustin. I mean, some maybe Dustin doesn't, you know, like, I, I don't know. But some of the guys are really are really trying to to get their team together and, and get it competitive. Let me ask you about the John Rom thing real quick. How big of a surprise was that to everyone at Live? Did you all kind of know? It was in the works or were like, like for us, I mean, we sit down with John quite a bit on, on this show, our Sirius XM show. And to us, it was a pretty big surprise. You hear the rumors that he's possibly talking and possibly going, but we always heard he wasn't. And then all of a sudden, boom, there it is. John Rom signs with Lib. Was it a surprise to any of y'all? Honestly, it was a surprise. Just how you said, I've heard rumors for the last two years, so I choose to ignore them because they're all rumors and most of them are not true. And so they were saying, oh, yeah, we're talking to John Ram. Yeah, sure, you're talking to John Ram. You know, like, you didn't really think that he was going to, they were going to offer him that amount of money and that he was going to take it, you know, like, a, um, and we were definitely surprised. And, and and I think it's a good addition. I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I actually am happy that he's coming because at the end of the day, we do want to play against the best players in the world. And he's he's probably been the best player in the world the last five years, if I had to say. Yeah, you're definitely getting one of, if not the best. And Carlos, you don't have to mention no. names on this, but I'm just yeah. curious because, like, we hear Colt and I, you know, Colt just mentioned, we hear names that are being floated around all the time. And I'm sure guys that have not played on Live at this point kind of want to pick the brain of guys that are out there 
living it, you know, played an entire season out there. How often are you fielding calls from guys on the PGA Tour player uh, on the PGA Tour and asking, hey, what do you think about Liv? Are you happy there? Things like that. Honestly, I, I do get calls like that. And I, I mean, as cold notes, I try to be really honest. I try to say the truth and the good and the bad. And, and so I, I, I just, if I had the same decision to make, I wish people would say the same thing. So I definitely, when they call, I tell them, you know, don't text because, you know, as we know, you can get your phone taken away and, and you can get in trouble. But I definitely tell them, I, I pick up a call and, and, and I tell them anything they want to know because if I'm taking a decision like that big, I, I would like to know everything about it. Well, you're getting ready to start your third season, like we said, Mayakoba in just a little bit. Actually, when this comes out, it's probably already half started. But how's your off season been? What have you been doing? Obviously, I've, you've been documenting your cold plunging with your wife, Haley. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, um, a lot of, I had a lot of different commitments that I had to take care of. Um, I mean, I have four daughters, so I, there's not really any free time. If I choose, like, hey, I'll be all day chasing kids and taking them to school and everything. But I, I spend a lot of time with my family. Um, I've been working hard on, on, on my body and, and on my game lately. So um, it's, it was actually really nice. The first, I think it's the first time I've taken a month off of not golf. And it was unbelievable. I really enjoyed it, but um, it's also helped me to like get work on things that I couldn't work before. You know, we we didn't really have time to do changes or or big body changes either. Like I'm I'm working hard on on maintaining weight, getting a little bit stronger and bigger because I lost too much weight. Like, there is things that I've I've done this offseason that I've never really done before, and and I'm excited about it. You know, I, I'm actually I'm ready to start playing. It's been too long, um, not traveling and just being at home. Slaves, before you jump in, I just want to ask about the cold plunge real quick because I have one at the house. You've been doing yours in your pool there in Dallas. What yeah. kind of temperature are we talking about and how long are you staying in? So I cannot get Slaves to give it a try. I did it once and I hated I, every second of it, bud. Honestly, when we start doing it, it not, not before we start doing that seven day that, that, that we've been recording, but it was between 45 and, and maybe 48, but then it got so cold the last week and a half it's been freezing here so it's been between 36 and 40 it was Ooh, 41 this morning shit. Free, that, that, that is i feel like it's almost too cold because then you get like the your feet and your hands start aching you know so that, that's a little bit too cold but i i mean honestly it's actually i i have one of those cold plunges too like like you do cold and it's way easier i feel like it's it's nicer to do it in a pool because you can move around a little bit and i feel like Getting your head into from from the beginning helps you not. I don't know. Somehow I feel like maybe it's in my head, but I feel like it helps you uh, resist better the cold. But I've been doing it maybe for two three minutes. I, I normally put a song and whatever the song lasts, uh, I'll stay. In. I try to pick yeah, short I'm, songs too. What song I'm do you put on when you get in there that allows you to be tough tough as shit and endure that? It's getting hot Honestly, here. I, by I, Nelly. Yeah. <laughs> ice ice baby no I, I put like maybe house music or you know like i, I like some of that stuff I, I, it's something that kind of just kind of pumps you up you know like, i guess you know i don't know like you get kind of in a trance of just kind of i normally put songs that i know that they're gonna finish quick and i know kind of where it is because i, I like to kind of know even though i don't you know i don't have a timer i like to know that it doesn't it's not gonna take much longer than that uh three minutes feels like an hour it is just when you're freezing it's awful oh, it's, um it's you know, terrible we don't, we don't, yeah, we don't get the cold in Phoenix that you get in Dallas, obviously. But I, it was cold enough the other day. I actually went in the pool instead of the cold plunge, and I'm with you. I love just being able to walk in. You get all the way down to your neck. If you want to dip, dip your head in, it's great. But by far, the worst part is the hands, in my opinion. Like I can't keep my hands under the water. 
Hands and feet are the, the worst, and I try to put them like just like this. But yes, it, it is it is terrible. I mean, I like. I mean, I honestly do it not. I don't know for the body what it actually does or not. But I just do it more like as a challenge to myself. Like uh, I know I don't want to do it. I know I hate it, and I just tell myself uh, you're still gonna do it. And I, for example, today I woke up like at six, and the first thing I did is jump there. I mean, obviously it took me like twenty minutes out of to get out of bed. Oof. I had a work. I had a workout at six thirty, but. I jump in there and I just feel like whatever comes next during the day, it's going to be easier because I just did something that it's hard to hate something more than getting into the cold water. So I just feel like I did something that I didn't want to do. And I, I embraced it and I did it. And I feel like it puts me in a good headspace. And when you have four kids running around at all times, I think you have to have a good headspace because I lose it quickly here. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And props to you for filming it. But also smart. Film yourself getting into the cold plunge and not getting out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Based on certain scientific shrinkings that may or may not take place. So also smart on that. Oh yeah. Give it the cap. It does happen. Yeah. We gotta get we gotta get Salidis to Ballsy. try it. I'm trying to get him to do it and let's film it for either the podcast or serious. And he's he's being soft about it. You feel so good afterwards though. It sucks, but you feel great after. Yeah, it, I know. It, I, it, I feel like it, I would it, like it feel. once I'm out, but I'm just such a puss that it's hard to really just get in. You know what I mean? There's that element. Uh, you should. You should try. You're gonna hate it, but you're gonna love it. You love it after you. You hate it before, and and honestly, it's a torture for me when I go at night. Fuck, I need to go in the cold tub in the morning. It's just a torture, and I hate it. And I, uh, you know, it's one of those that you don't want to wake up because you know you have to go in. But I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe mental, but I I feel like it helps me. Yeah, I did do it one time, and honestly, after I got out and had my couple Red Bulls in the morning, I was like, dude, I am buzzing right now. <laughs> but it's when it's in the morning, too, and I'm like, god damn. Like, I don't have one, so it's my pool, too. Right now, it's freezing. And it's just like, oh, dude, I just I don't even know if it's possible. But everyone loves the shit, yeah. so maybe start it's doing great. it. It's great. Who knows? It'll make you change your life, Sleaze. All right, okay. let's get to it. We normally, as you know, Carlos, you're, you're a fan of the show. We do the Emergency 9, but Sleaze came up with something different for you this time. Yeah, we're going to do the Emergency 6. You know what I mean? It's like basically three-fourths of Emergency 9, more or less, give or take the math. You yeah, I mean? you play three-fourths okay. of a normal tournament, so yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you shrink this shit. It's yeah, better. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll start you off here. Yeah. Um, have, have you figured out who Mike Oxlong is yet? Hmm. Well, it was one of those tricky questions, right? It was... Uh, <laughs> they asked, it was, it was something that... For, for the people that don't know, you were on Netflix when they were doing Mito Pereira's episode, and they came over, and one of the kids said, Carlos, say Mike Oxlong really fast. And it took you a little while to figure it out. Oh, yeah, it was something about your dick is long or something, something like that, right? <laughs> it, I mean, I, they did, that kid did get me, did, he did get me with that thing, eh? Like, and I, 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 like right now, I, I guess it's just a phrase maybe from here from the U.S. and maybe a cultural difference, but I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it in the moment. I kept saying it, and I was like, what the hell? And then, obviously... He was just making fun of me. <laughs> Who's, whose kid was that? Whose kid was that? I don't know. Uh, Mark Tulo, I think. Is, is, oh, uh, my God. I love that kid. A friend, a friend, a friend of me, too, yeah. I love he that kid. That. That was one of my, I forgot, I forgot uh, about yeah. that. That was one of my favorite parts of that whole series. It was just was you good. said Mike, Ox, Mike Oxlong over and over. Yeah, something uh, like that. Uh, all right. You live and you learn. All right. This actually comes, my first one from that video you posted of you getting in the cold plunge and uh so i have to ask it are you the only dude nicknamed the princess who also has a chest tattoo because by the way i thought it was just a big patch of hair 
on your chest. <laughs> Turns out yeah, it's not. I was like, dude, there's no way. I, there's no way he has a chest tat, but you do. Yeah, I do. I do have a, a, a tattoo. And that, that was, I, I honestly would have never imagined in my life that I was going to get a tattoo. And somehow I have now two. What's the other two? One? What's the other? I have one in my leg. Oh, in your it's leg. right it's right here it's, and it's pretty big too i don't know i it's my, something I, I i i actually that's actually pretty cool like i my wife liked them she never really got them so she went to this place in mexico it's in the middle of nowhere when i say in the middle of nowhere it's a town there's no police no nothing it just they have their own thing you have to fly oaxaca and you go to this guy and it's you don't even know what you're getting you have to send him it's like a form where you send what you wanted to represent it's a really spiritual experience and then it's like a journey you go there and you don't really know what you're going to get until he shows to you and then you can pick where to put it and but it has a lot of different meanings and it's i mean i would have never gonna tattoo if it was not something like that so everything that this one has it represents everything that it would be always important for me that's yeah, awesome Actually, i like that did you cry how painful it was ter like this one, both of them have been really painful, terrible. I mean, it's more painful than I imagined, but I mean, but I don't have any, I don't have any skin. It's still all rips here. So just keep hitting this place and it was oh. bad, but it, I guess it's part of the experience. God no. bless you. I'm I was shocked, shocked when I saw it. So I told Slees yeah. about the chest tat and he screenshotted me a picture. He said, are you sure it's not just chest hair? I'm like, that'd be the most awkward little sliver <laughs> of chest hair ever. So I had to message your wife to confirm that you do have a chest tat. No, I, I I do have I do have a I do have a tattoo right here in chest, and yeah. you and I don't know you and you and Austin Eckrope might be the only two professional golfers with chest tats. Yeah, I don't think there's that many. No, not the two not. I would have picked out either. But good Hon on honestly, you. I, I honestly I'm still so subconscious. Of, you know, like about because I grew up in a place where tattoos were like just for creamy. You know, like I don't know that that's kind of what I grew up. Like it was not a good thing. If I ever got a tattoo when I was living at home, they would have kicked me out. That's how they were pretty, it was not that strict, but it was not look good. So, but my favorite place, it was almost like right here. It's just, I cannot get myself to do it. I just still feel too subconscious, you know, like I'm, that everybody's going to see it and they start asking questions or something. But I mean, one of my first places here, but there's not a single golfer that has a full sleeve of tattoos. You know, I just, I, there's none. You could be I, the first. I agree with that. You could be the no first. Tattoo, no tattoos over here for me. All right, next one. Um, Let's see, where should I go with this? All right, you mentioned earlier, obviously, four beautiful daughters at home. Is it true the real reason you actually signed with Liv is because you realized eventually you're going to have to pay for four weddings? Please don't, 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 don't tell everybody about the real reason. But yes, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to have to pay four. for four weddings. You have to pay for four weddings. Are you kidding me? I know, I know, and I, I, I just hope at least they marry rich people because I don't want to, I don't want to maintain, a, I don't want to, you know, keep up and, and pay the whole bills for like the whole family well, of my daughters either, you know. Here you go. Here's an idea. One of your newest lit members is John Rom signed for quite a bit of money. He's got two sons. Mm -hmm. I know, and Dustin, just Dustin <laughs> always tells me about his, Dustin told me always about his kids, but I, I don't, I, you know, I feel like they can, I don't know. Um, we'll see. They, they'll have, they'll have to choose, but I. It is definitely something that's on my mind. I'm going to have to pay for four weddings, four college, for everything. Yeah. I know that. I think by the private school tuitions, too. Yeah. I think by the time that fourth wedding comes around, your hair is going to look like mine. <laughs> yeah, non existent. <laughs> exactly.
Just stay away from Sammy Spieth. All right, that's already been arranged. Everyone else is fair game. Just stay away from Sammy. That's already been pre-brokered on my end. I'm marrying a full free, at least on my first one. Um, all right, Carlito. Uh, I know you're a Cowboys fan. Tough times for you right now. But as a Cowboys fan, obviously, you're just brought up to hate the Eagles, right? That's just kind of who you hate. They hate each other. Give me, if, the, if Torque is the Cowboys, who are the Eagles for this coming season? Who's like the big rival? Gotta beat them. I think, I think it's gonna be. I mean, uh, I think it's gonna be fireable. Two Latin teams, they you know, mm. they rival each other. I mean, even though we're friends, I think it's gonna be natural that we 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 we're gonna be competing against against each other even harder. I like that. that uh, David Pooge just joined Whisperock. His and his caddy. Yeah. His caddy yeah. is yeah. awesome. Uh, I yeah. love Alberto. He's he's El Sucio. He's the best. El Sucio. He's El Sucio. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Sucio. Yeah, he's, he's one of my he's one of my favorites out there. He's he great. Beauty man. He likes to have a good time. I'm a big fan yep. of him. All right. Uh, my last one. You and I used to play a lot of golf together. Okay. So what is one thing you've said to me on the golf course that my wife will never say to me in my life ever? Where's the wind? <laughs> she definitely That's won't what, say that. No, That's she definitely what. won't say that. Uh, I thought you would get this one right off the top. But I what? used to try to hit one what? hard, and you'd be like, "You beg, big one, Colt." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never say I that. Remember because you used to you used to smash it, and I, I they would always go to the middle. They all look the same for me, so I just wanted to. It wasn't a big one, Colt. You were like, no, it was a normal one. Yeah, I, used to, I remember you to ask you about all that all the time. Natalie's never asked me I, that. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do miss playing with you. It was, it was fun when you lived here in Dallas. I, we had a good time, eh? Yes, we did, always. Back in Dallas. We had a good time. Can reunite. The kids yeah. moving all over the place, which leads me to my final question. I was going to phrase <laughs> it differently, but I'm just going to ask you, like, can I be your real estate agent? I'll give up everything else that I'm doing in the world if I could just be a real estate agent. It seems like a pretty good gig. You? Yeah. You? I'll learn. Why would you? Because you move you, every you six learning? months, dude, into nice places. I feel like it's a nice gig. I just work once every six months, stack some checks, be done. I mean, I feel like you have a good gig right now or, or not. I do. I do. <laughs> I could probably do it on the side, too. I just basically want to be your real estate agent. Do you think we could do that? I got yeah, a couple I mean, spots in mind for you. You would definitely, you would definitely maybe one or two sales a year, so it would, yeah. it would be not bad. That's my yeah. track how record many, lately. That's what I'm saying. How many different in the last five years? How many houses have you been in? Here we go. One in Dallas, two in Dallas, one in Mexico, one in Florida, five. I didn't even know you moved to Florida. Yeah, he was in Florida for twelve minutes. <laughs> Me, I'm still building in Florida because I thought that's where I was going to live. <laughs> Oh, you're still building a house there? Yes, because that was the plan. We rented for a year and we, we were building, but then um, we had change of plan and we're back in Dallas. By we, you mean the five girls said, we're moving back to Dallas. Yeah, we're moving our asses back. Uh, I, I did get a text from my wife when I was over in playing that Valderrama and, and London tournaments. She just pretty much said, I mean, it was a, you can imagine the Bible she wrote. Uh, it was... Uh, just summing it up, it was uh, we we left Florida. Either we're gonna live in Mexico or Dallas. You choose. 
<laughs> hey, at least she gave you two but, options. Fair enough. But literally, while we still have our Haddle house in, the, in in Florida building, and you said, I left Florida, uh, <laughs> we're not going back. So you choose, we're going to live in Dallas or Mexico. That, that was the text, you know, pretty much. And I was okay. I guess we're going back to Dallas. Perfect. And she did not come back to Florida. Good time to leave, right in the middle yep. of a build. This is why I'm going to be a hell of an agent for you, bud. I got a few places. I'll email yeah. them to you. You're going to be so happy. <laughs> I'll send you the uh, contract. Carlos, my man, always fun sitting down with you. You've been so great through this whole thing. Um, I always love reaching out to you, catching up with you. But, man, that was awesome. Love sitting down with you, like I said. Best of luck this year. Thank you, Cole. Ooh. All right, that was one of my favorites. Carlos Ortiz joining us on Subpar. Man, that was that was fascinating stuff to sit down with him, learn more about Live, everything that's going on, whether it was the world rankings, you know, the atmosphere at events, just how much fun he's having out there playing as well, and all the weddings he's got to pay for in the future. He Play need, well, my friend. He needs to stack it. Those princesses, you know, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But I, I've been wanting to have a Live guy on for a long time. I feel like. Not a lot of them have gotten to speak out about it. I feel like that was a very open, honest assessment, what he likes, what he doesn't like, what could change, what he hopes change. And it's just, I think the more we hear from these guys over there, the, the more like the softer the disconnect between the two tours becomes because like, it, it seems like all the players are okay with everything that's going on. It's just like the fans, like the line is drawn in the sand. You're either a PGA Tour guy or a live guy. It's like, you can't just like golf and be like, yeah, I'll watch live when I want to. I'll watch PJ tour when I want to. Ultimately, all we all want is all of them coming together and playing more often with one another. But I think the more you can hear from guys like that, um, the better for everyone. But I, I just thought it was a very honest kind of assessment. He's great. From he's a guy that ever, I mean, there's not a guy out there that would say anything bad about Carlos Ortiz. You know what I mean? He's, um, I think he's been a sounding board for some of the other guys that have entertained offers from Andy, Liv as well. And he's a badass. He's got a chest tap. He's got a sick tap, which I didn't know. He's we sure got into more. He's like, yeah, it was kind of like a spiritual thing. I was like, what do you mean? Is it like an ayahuasca situation? You know what I mean? Where <laughs> you kind of explore. But he's one who's embraced the cold plunging. And I think it's time for you to do it. We do a live subpar episode with you in the cold plunge. What's the temp? Mine's at 48 right now. It feels cold as shit. I've been in some, like, I get in a lake one time. I'm like, what is this thing? 42? Like, oh, it's 71. I'm like, no, this Arctic, dude. I've done it once. It was, it was a struggle. When I'm out, it's nice, but also, like, I'm cold for the whole day. So it, it needs to be the right time. Morning is going to be a big time issue with me, but maybe, like, late morning. I think I'll dip a in toe it. in there and see what it's all about. Maybe I could kick all the, you know, Red Bull and stuff like that. Celsius. All right. Well, let's get that to some, going. let's get to some gambling. Um, since we're done talking about your cold plunge. But thanks to Carlos for joining us. Also, oh, got to give a shout out. I'm interested to see how this goes. I mentioned earlier, we don't have the coverage this year with CBS. Last two years, Amanda and I have been on 16T on Saturday, getting amongst it, having an incredible time. NBC announced they're having Smiley and Kids do it this year. Woo. Here we go. Mm, wow. Trying to replicate the greatness. Oh, wow. I sense a little rye is going to get juicy. You're going to be out there. You, they'll be, oh, you're going to go through there. Hopefully, go through there. On Saturday, you know what I mean? Mm. Maybe get called over, go over, give them a little assessment how things are going. Mm. I might pop by. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Be fun. Oh, there's no might about it. I'll be right there. All right. Well, let's get to our picks this week. WM Phoenix Open. Really good field. Did take a little bit of a hit this morning with Victor Hovland and Xander both withdrew. I spoke to, to Victor. He's like, dude, I'm hitting it so bad. He goes, I have no business being on the golf course. I'm going to go figure this thing out. That's I'm hard like, to believe. Yeah. When yeah, Victor's like, like, I'm hitting it so bad. Yeah. That's when we're all screwed. Mm hmm. That's All a problem. Right. For my top pick, this guy smashes it. I 
feel like he's just starting to put himself up there. He played really well out in Palm Springs. Anyone that smashes it, I like it around TPC Scottsdale. 20 to 1, nice little odds. Give me Sam Burns. Okay. Okay. Don't hate it. Would love to see Sam. He'd be a great champion around here. Let's start off by saying Scotty Scheffler going off at 5 to 1. Like he's the guy. I mean, Jesus. But 5 yeah. to 1, two time champion. Ain't enough. Secondly, the second thing I want to mention, I should be taking him, but I don't want to seem like a homer. Wyndham Clark's going off at like 33 to 1. There's a lot of guys in front of him. I'm like, why are you higher than him? This golf course, he lives right down the street. Uh, hits it as hard as anyone. It's a great golf course for him. I know he's coming off a win, but his odds seem weird at 33 to 1. That being said, I'm going with a guy just keeps putting up good finish after good finish. Third at Amex, sixth at Pebble. Has not shot in the 70s this year through a couple events. Uh, and also fourth at Phoenix last year, Justin Thomas. Why not you? I believe he's why 40, not you? Forty under par in his seven rounds. I walked with him on Saturday at Pebble, shot three under par, got nothing out of the round. But you can see it's he's back. It's been I think it's six consecutive top sixes or something like that going back to last yeah. year. So it's and he likes this place. He's knocking on the door. Um, he he likes this place a lot. He is in he's in good form. He is pumped to be playing some golf. All right, my next guy's been playing fantastic as well. Fifty five to one. Also, new resident to the Scottsdale area, so he, he's spent some time out there, played the golf course, been getting slapped around a little bit at Whisperock, but ignore that. 55-1, to 1, the Bo Show, Bo Hostler. Big Bo playing some nice he's golf. He's playing very playing well. Playing some very, very nice Just flew golf home with right him. Now. He's, uh, he's excited for the week. Yeah, it's been good for him. He's made the adjustment very well. Um, I'm going a little further down the board. Go with a man that isn't a household name here in the States, but he's playing damn good, and he hits bombs huge bombs coming off a fourth at pebble played well at the farmers too until like i kind of had a spotty weekend but it was right up there going into the weekend thomas dietry 70 to one got great hair great flow great golf swings disgusting doesn't look like he's swinging hard 120 mile an hour plus same thing that goes for all the young guys but uh i like that at 70 to one if the weather is what it is and it gets colder and colder i think just even more so the guys that hit tomahawks around here even a bigger advantage. listen all you meteorologists please be wrong like you normally are this week because it doesn't look great. It's cold, wet. I don't like that. You know, we, we got to have – this is a huge event for the community. We need it warm, you know, some nice scenery. I will be. I will have the phone ready when you come through 16 <laughs> for the first time with all the gear, all the everything, and uh, I feel like people will be interested to see your caddy technique. So that will be, that'll be huge for everyone. I can't wait. Taylor, don't embarrass me. You better play well. Unless uh, Max needs a guy. That's true. Tough shit, Taylor. Also, Super Bowl. Hello. Okay. The final football. This is so sad. Final football game. It really of is. Of the season. It's, oh, it's, it's it's awesome, but it's depressing. Wishing my man Jim Nance, Tony Romo, all the people over at CBS, best of luck up in Vegas. We got a hell of a matchup. Chiefs, Niners. Niners, one and a half point favorite. So we're going to put a little prediction out there. Give, give us our, because football is what we really know. But you ready for this? Patrick Mahomes against the spread as an underdog, 11-1-1. Ten and three outright. The man is not going. This moment's not too big for him. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. I'm going the Chiefs plus one and a half, and probably going to sprinkle money line as well. And I'm going 28-24. Chiefs are your Super Bowl champions. 28-24. Chiefs win another one. Last week I got on here and said I'm done betting against Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but what are you going to do as an underdog? But my brain has done some reevaluating since then. He is due to lose a big win. Everything. I mean, did they win every year? They got all the distractions, all the things that are going on. They seem to just keep winning, keep winning. But 
I feel like it's time for changing of the guard and just being in the same division as the Broncos. Like, I'm just getting sick of Chiefs, everything. Everything, they never have a down year. As long as they have Patrick Mahomes, they never will have a down year. But I'd love to see McCaffrey get one. Kyle Shanahan would love to see him. Denver dudes, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Niners and the points. And I'll go, I'm going to go, ooh, it's going to be close to yours. I will go mm, 31, 27. Points. Some points. So over yeah. for both of us as well. Yep. All right. Some big plays from well, C-Mac. Listen, the next time we talk to you, our voices probably aren't going to sound this good. It's WM Phoenix Open Week. It is time to get amongst it. We're going to be out there throwing some birdie juice gear around, some green hats, some cool T-shirts. Go to fairwayjockey.com if you want to pick up yours. And everybody enjoy the WM Phoenix Open and the Super Bowl. And we'll talk to you on next week's Subpar.